Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. We are episode 21. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Like, what did you think of that little cliffhanger I gave you on the last episode? It uh, it was a doozy. It was very, very hard for me not to continue and just tell you all the spoilers, but I refrained and decided that I would hold off until this episode just to, you know, keep you in suspense and, and have a little excitement. Um, so we are going to, yeah, it's just right off of where we left off. This is the second book of the Blood and Ash series by Jennifer Armentrout. This is called Kingdom of Flesh and Fire, and it honestly is more informational than it is really action-packed. Like, there are, there is action that happens in this, and the story flows very well, but there is more world-building in this, and there's a lot of information, especially off the start, that we're going to go over. And again, if you have questions, just DM me on Instagram, and I can answer as much as I can. Uh, or you could just read the book, you know? I mean, that's always an option. I'm never going to stop you from reading the book. I'm always going to encourage. As for spiciness, also, if you just heard my dog whine, so sorry. And oh, as I'm apologizing, I apologize that this episode is a couple days later, um, but that is called life. And life is about to change a lot over here. And I don't know if we're going, I don't know if I'm supposed to announce it yet. I don't think my husband will know if I do announce it. We are going to be moving across the country in about a month. And yeah, so I've just kind of started preparing for that. Uh, so that is why the episode is a couple days later. And my husband doesn't listen to my episodes, so he won't technically know that I told you. But, you know, it's fun. It's exciting. I'm excited to be over in the South because currently I am in the West. It'll be kind of crazy. I'm going to try my hardest to pre-record so that episodes aren't late again because especially if we're still in the series or in a series, I don't want you guys to have to wait. Anyways, when there are spicy scenes in this book, it's pretty spicy. Like, they're definitely... Uh, definitely descriptive. So just be prepared for that. But their relationship grows and it just is a really cool dynamic between the two characters. And where we left off on book one is where Poppy and Hawk, they just did the toast. They just had the toast, uh, made toast. <laughs> and if you're new here, that means sex. Uh, they made toast. And it was the next morning, Hawk had to go, he got called out for something, and Poppy just opened the door for Philip, her, one of her guards, and he's like, um, something's happening, something feels off, my gut is telling me that we need to go. And that's where we left off, so that's where we're going to continue, we're going to, I'm going to go over the rest of book one. And then I'm going to go over all of book two. So there's going to be a lot of information. This might this might be a long episode. I'm going to try my best to be as clear as I can, be concise, so that we can get this in under an hour. And again, just so that you are aware, this is going to be all of the spoilers, all of it. So if you do not want to hear spoilers, don't listen further and go read the book or Go back to book one. I, I don't know what to tell you from here, just that you're going to learn everything that happens in the book and you're going to really get the action. You're going to know secrets. You're going to know more about this world. So I just want you to be prepared that when I give you the spoilers, you're not mad at me. Let's get to it. End of book one. Philip is like, holy crap, let's get out of here. Something's not right. Poppy is like, mm, I don't really know what you're talking about, but okay, like, I can kind of feel it too. Like, where's Hawk? Where's he at? And Philip's like, I don't know, but I was tasked to keep you safe. Like, we got to get out of here. Like, the other two guards are missing. I don't know what's happening. Nobody is around here. Let's go. So Philip leads her down and he's like, we don't know who Kiernan is because Kiernan came from the capital with Hawk. 
And Philip was like, I've never heard of him before. He was requested. He was requested by Hawk. He just showed up. I know nothing. We, I just have a suspicious feeling about him. It's just not good. So they get to the bottom of the stairs. And that's when they run into Kiernan. And he's like, where are you guys going? Like, you guys cannot leave. And so Philip pulls out his sword and, like, slices Kiernan, like, cuts him. And Kiernan's like, you really shouldn't have done that. And he gets mad. And then all of a sudden, he starts shaking. And he turns into a wolf, which they are technically called wolven, which they have supposedly been extinct for centuries. So they're freaking out. And they're like, oh my gosh, does anyone know who this is? So they run to the barn to get their horses. And that's where a couple of the other guards are as well, getting everything ready. They're get ready to get out of there. And so they're like running so fast to the barn. They close the barn door and they're like, we got to go. We got to go. Like something is happening. Wolven shouldn't be here. Kiernan, as the Wolven, breaks through the doors and he's like stalking them and they're like trying to fight him off. And then all of a sudden Hawk shows up and Poppy is like, Hawk, like watch out, like he's going to kill you. Like watch out, there's Wolven. And Hawk actually kills Philip. He kills her guards and a couple other Wolven show up and they kill the other guards. And she's like, what? Does he support descenders why would he kill my guards like what is happening like and she has a lot of thoughts going in her head because she's like what happened to all of my guards Uh, because we know Ryland was shot like with an arrow the guard before him had this supposed like heart disease or heart like he just passed away in the night and her guards kept dying And she's like, why are the other guards, why were they passed up? And then all of a sudden, Hawk was my guard. Like, what, what is happening? And so she, of course, is freaking out. And Hawk is kind of getting a little bit mad, but he's like, Poppy, like, listen to me, listen to me. He smiles at her and she can see fangs. She knows that he's not ascended, but what else has fangs? An Atlantean. And remember that Atlanteans supposedly are extinct. They're supposedly these really bad people, and that's what the descenders are. They're believers of the Atlantean and the Dark One, everything like that. So she is freaking out. So they capture her, and of course she's get she's really mad. And one of the Wolven, um, do you remember when Rylan was shot with an arrow? There was a guy that came out of the bushes that he like tried to take Poppy, and she fought him off, and she was able to injure him, and he left. Well, he shows up, and he actually injures her. And so she kind of like passes out a little bit. And so Hawk is really, really angry at that Wolven guy, the the one that shot Ryland because he injured Poppy. And so he like beats him up or whatever and takes Poppy to like her little prison. There's like this little cell and helps like fix her up. And that's where he kind of just lays out all of this history of the Atlantean people, of where the vampiri came from, because he's trying to convince her that the Ascended are really bad and that they're really, like, vampires, or they call them, like, vampiri in this book. And so, yeah, he kind of gives her, like, a a history lesson. So I'm going to, like, try and summarize it as best as I can, uh, but just know I'm going to be reading a lot of this, too. So hundreds of years ago, um, I honestly want to say like centuries ago which is is hundreds of years ago I just thought of that I'm dumb it's fine there was this guy his name was King Malik and he fell hopelessly in love with a mortal woman and her name was Isbeth and some say that Queen Alona which King Malik was married to Queen Alona at the time uh, they're saying that the queen poisoned Isbeth And others claim that it was like a jilted lover of the kings who like stabbed Isbeth because apparently he had like a history of being unfaithful. Um, But either way, Isbeth was mortally wounded and Malik was very desperate to save her. He was so in love with her and he committed the forbidden act of ascending her. And it's what the ascended know as the ascension. So they become these vampiri. Malik drank from her and then he only stopped once he heard her heart begin to fail and then he shared his blood with her and that's how the first vampire was made and they're pretty close 
to like immortality like the Atlanteans, um, but they can't walk in daylight without their skin starting to decay. So that's why all these vampiri would only come out at night. Um, and so that's why Poppy was able to like sleep in when she was at the castle and, and only really interacted with like the Duke and Duchess at night. So the Atlanteans, they can use their blood to heal a mortal without turning them, which the vampire can't do. And the most important difference is the creation of the craven. So the Atlanteans can't create the craven, which remember, they're like the zombies. And the vampire have. And the vampire are... I mean, we kind of already said this. The vampire are what we know as the ascended. It's not the ascended who are giving the gift of life. They are using an Atlantean to do so. So let me break that down. So they, the, so the lords and ladies, they want to be ascended. So Poppy is about to go be ascended. But the vampire, they can't ascend each other. They are using an Atlantean to ascend them. So that means that they have an Atlantean in that castle to help bring about these new vampiri. So as more vampiri were created, many were a- unable to control their bloodlust. So they drained many of their victims, creating what we know as the Craven, who swept across the kingdom like a plague. And the Queen of Atlantia, Queen Alona, tried to stop it, and she made the act of ascension forbidden uh, once more and ordered all the vampiri destroyed as an act to protect mankind. But the vampiri, of course, revolted because they didn't want to die. And that's what triggered the War of Two Kings. So it wasn't actually mortals fighting back against the cruel Atlanteans, like they say. Uh, But it was actually the Vampiri fighting back against the Atlanteans. So after that, King Malik was overthrown, divorced, exiled, naturally. And Queen Alonan got remarried. And the new king, Denir, pulled their forces back, called their people home, and ended the war um, that was destroying the world. So then Poppy asked, like, okay, and I mean, I asked too, like, okay, what happened to Malik and Isbeth? So their records say that Malik was, like, defeated in battle, but really, like, no one knows. And him and Isbeth just basically disappeared and the vampire gained control of the remaining lands, anointing their own king and queen, which we know as Dalara and Elenia, um, which they're the ones that she's like the queen's favorite. That's the queen that we're talking about. And so the vampires need a food source. And of course, they need one that doesn't like rouse suspicion. So literally, what is a better way than just saying like, basically creating a religion about it and and saying that they're honoring the gods and to hand over their children like the second and third sons and daughters like handing them over saying that they're serving the gods and basically like people will turn on each other if they hold their kids back and they've basically fooled an entire kingdom and used that fear uh, against the people and that's like the vampire's food poppy is basically like she's listening to this in such disbelief because she's like this is what I've believed my whole life or been taught my whole life and now you're just basically saying none of it's real and so she's like what do you want from me like I I don't know what you want and he's like well I want to use you to barter with the queen to to free prince Malik not Malek like the king but Malik And that's when Poppy remembers uh, when they were in the barn, Kiernan called Hawk Castile. And I think you might know what I'm I'm getting at with this or where I'm going with this. And that's when things start to click in place for her. And she's like, you're him. That's why every time she feels his emotions that he feels so much sadness because he feels sadness about his brother because his brother is at the castle And she's like, you're him. You're the dark one with like the descenders, like the dark one. And he's like, well, I actually prefer the name Castile or Cass, or you can call me Prince Castile Denier, the second son of King Vale Denier, brother of Prince Malik Denier. Um, hi, crazy, right? Like big, big plot twist. Um, so his mom is Queen Alona, who was married to that king, and they're the king and queen of Atlantia. 
and the vampire king and queen have his brother. And it's like, what? Like, I when I very first read the series, I was kind of suspicious. Um, but once this was, like, revealed, I was like, no way. Like, for real? Like, for real, for real? It was just such a good twist. I loved it. The night before when they were having, like, their little spicy time before she knew who he was, um, he was, like, taking his clothes off. And she noticed this scar on his thigh. And so fast forward to present time, he said... Like, you probably noticed uh, I had that scar on my thigh, and it was actually the royal crest branded into my skin. And he's like, do you want to know how I have such intimate knowledge of what happened during the ascension? And he tells her that he was held in those temples for five decades, and he was sliced and cut and fed upon. His blood was poured into golden chalices that the second sons and daughters drank after being drained by the king or the queen and or other ascendant. He was captured first, and we learn later on that Prince Malik um, was going to save him and, and got caught instead and kind of like traded places, basically. But for 50 years he was in that castle being fed upon. That, yeah, no wonder he's called the Dark One. He's had a lot to go through. And so she asked him, like, why? Like, why am I so important? And he tells her, like, because they have the true heir to the kingdom. Like, they captured him when he freed me. And so she's, like, pretty mad. And she still has that dagger. She was given that dagger back, uh, the one that she got from Victor, Um, she had that dagger with her and so she's mad and she stabs him in the heart and I'm like, oh, she is like, is this literally it? Like what, how is this series going to continue? She literally stabs him in the heart. And so she takes off, she gets out the door, she gets across the street, like in this field and he catches her and he's like, that's not the way to kill an Atlantean, but I'm not going to really tell you how. Um, and so he's like, was healed. So he's okay. And he actually like bites her and like tastes her blood and says like, I should have known, which is like, okay, that's ominous. Like how, Mm, don't know. But I guess when you have, I don't really know how it was explained, but when you have like good feelings, when you're bitten, it's like an aphrodisiac. And so she gets like turned on and it's kind of spicy. They get spicy. La la la. I'm not going to continue on that. And then he takes her back to the inn that they were staying at in this place called New Haven, which we learn is um, full of like dissenters, I guess you could call them, or like allies of the Atlanteans. And, and they're good people. And we uh, we meet more Wolven and they have dinner with that whole crew. But of course, like she's still like crazy mad at him. I mean, who wouldn't be? Um, because of all the lying and the manipulation, basically. And so as they're kind of sitting together, he leans over to her and says, like, so many things make sense now when they didn't before, like why they made you the maiden, how you survived a craven attack, your gifts. And he, like, looks straight at her. He's like, you're not mortal, Poppy, at least not completely. You are part Atlantean. Because he can tell by her blood. Her blood tastes like kind of ancient, old. Uh, when he says like, oh, your blood tastes old, that's kind of like, ooh, that's gross. But it's like a like an ancient almost. That's what they say. Um, and then he says, uh, so she like argues with him a lot. And this is like the last line of the book, basically. He says, did you know that an Atlantean can only marry if both halves are standing in the soil of their land? It's the only way for them to become whole. We go home to marry. That's the last of the book. Like, that's the hey, that's the the cliffhanger that they're going home to Atlantia and like I don't know if he's gonna try and bargain her anymore like trade her I don't know but they're going to Atlantia instead like WTF like what what does he think he's doing like and that's a big portion of the second book is her going through all this denial and a lot of self-reflection basically being like why do we have to get married? I'm not going to marry you. Like, who do you think you are? So that was the end of book one. I hope you liked it. Now let's get on to book two. 
And I'm kind of glad that I didn't tell you the cliffhanger of book one. So then like you don't really have to wait very long. Anyways, let's get into book two. It literally like leaves off of when he said that they were going to marry. And they're sitting at dinner with this group in the Wolven Atlanteans. And she, of course, is very confused on why he wants to take her back um, because that takes him farther away from his brother. And he announces that to the group. And there are quite a few people that are like, "Um, what? And one guy in particular um, really questions and actually like insults her. And so Cass, which we're going to call him Cass, his, of course, full name is Castile. He immediately like like he has supersonic speed basically and he grabs this guy and rips his heart out (laughs) i mean who wouldn't want a guy do that for me like hi husband can you defend my honor and rip a guy's heart out like i mean it would kind of be really alarming but i i I, in this situation i'm like "Mm, okay kind of flattered and he warns the whole group like he will not tolerate a, a threat an insult against her he will not and so she is getting like walked back to her room from Kiernan when Cass gets notified that they have a visitor. And so he rushes over to her and, and says like, hey, please fight me all you want later, but don't fight me in front of this guy. Like I, I need I need you to kind of go along with what I'm saying. Like I don't need this stuff to go back to my father and mother. And the visitor, his name is Alistair. He's the advisor to the king and queen. So he's basically like an uncle. He's he's seen the two boys like grow up, like Malik and Cass grow up. And so he's like, yeah, I don't need this stuff going back to my father and mother. So she just kind of stands by him, meets Alistair and says like, yeah, like we're going to we're going to get married and doesn't speak too much. And so she returns to her room and there there's a lot of inner dialogue <laughs> then um which i i read it the very first time that i read the book but as i was doing these notes i kind of skimmed through it and it's just like um she's just questioning things like what what are his plans like she still has feelings for him but he is not the person that she thought also did the queen know that she was half atlantean and her brother ian was he really her brother or her half brother like was he ascended like she just has so many questions and so later that night she doesn't hear anything downstairs so she breaks out of her room and she really doesn't pack very much Um, But it's not that she wanted to return to the Ascended. She just wanted to find her brother and escape from everything. So she makes it pretty far into the forest. Um, But, of course, Kiernan and Cass find her. Um, And so Cass is like, hey, fight me. Like, like you want to get away? If you win, like, you can win your freedom. And so Kiernan gets sent back and and Cass, uh, as they're fighting, the mist comes in and the craven show up. So there's about 15 craven that they fight. And she's like, okay, like you win, like let's go back. And so they head back to New Haven. So she just has a lot to think on and she falls asleep and actually has a nightmare about um, when her parents died. And throughout this book, actually, uh, she occasionally has this nightmare and she begins to learn more and more about what happened that night when her parents did die, which we'll go over it later because we I can reveal more later. The next day, she has breakfast with Kiernan and, and asks a ton of questions, um, which is kind of like a running joke in there that she just has so many questions and Kiernan kind of makes fun of her. But he lets her know that there are different bloodlines within the Atlanteans. Um, so there's the elemental bloodline, which they are basically those blood that's purely Atlantean and can be traced back to the earliest known Atlanteans. So not really a descendants by blood, but by creation, by the deities, the children of the gods. And then there's other bloodlines like changelings, wyvern, wyvern, which are large cats, draken, siren, which are water folk. There's empaths. There's a warrior line with the elementals. They're just, there's a lot of different lines. Um, and it depends like where they come from. So Kiernan asks her about her parents. So her parents left for a quieter life from the castle and they didn't want to be involved in like the ascending, the calling, just anything. They didn't want to be in it. Um, so they escaped and she said like, 
hey, don't most Atlanteans have golden eyes? But her parents didn't have that. Um, And neither were hers. Hers were like a greenish. And so they're trying to figure out like maybe what generation Atlantean she is, just kind of like talking through that. So Cass then shows up and wants to show her something because he knows that she's still really upset. She's still in disbelief. She doesn't really know what to believe. So he takes her to this crypt of remembrance of those who have died from the right or were most likely craven. And they also discuss like why they must marry. So a lot of it, like even though he's ordered people like around them to not harm her, she may still be in danger uh, from other dissenters. And so this is a way to protect her. And also, like, making sure that people know she's part Atlantean. Um, And when she becomes his wife, it makes her even more off limits. And so she won't be the maiden in their eyes, uh, but a princess. Also, when the people of Solace learn of her, like, marrying an Atlantean prince and not turning into a craven, because that was kind of, like, one of the myths that they learned is that Atlanteans were so evil and that they had a poison bite and anyone would turn into a craven. So when they'd see that she wasn't turned into a craven, um, that alone will open, like, many eyes that, like, hey, maybe there are a lot of different lies that have been going on with the Ascended, like, mm. And so, and also, Solace doesn't know, like, the the kingdom of Solace doesn't know that the gods sleep. And so they'll think that the gods approve of the union. So they are waiting out a snowstorm for the couple days in New Haven. And as they do that, they go back to the library even more to learn about these different bloodlines. And they're thinking that she is of an empath bloodline. And because because she is able to feel emotions, but they also know they also have to be careful because empaths back then were also called soul eaters. And so they kind of want to be cautious of telling people that she's of the empath line because they think that she might steal their soul and use it against them. And uh, she learns a little bit more about King Malik, who created the first vampire he was actually a a deity he was the child of two ancient deities and as they're researching they get a knock and they're actually ascended coming so her and Cass escape out the back and they're in the forest they're just kind of watching what's happening and they're the knights so the knights of the the capital they're very experienced they're very scary they're very dangerous and later in like a couple minutes because there's actually going to be a fight um, but she learns that they're actually ascended and from what she knew previously she didn't know that they were ascended or that there was a lot of ascended other than the lords and ladies and royalty and stuff like that she didn't know that there were a lot more than that Anyway, so a carriage comes around the corner with these knights, and it's one of the ascended lords asking where she is uh, because they captured a lady that had gone through there, and she said um, that the maiden had gone through there. And so there's like a there's a fight that starts out. Uh, Cass goes out and kills a lot, and then she sees that one of the knights took this little boy and was going to like feed from him and so she goes and she kills the knight but someone comes up behind her and knocks her out and she's taken so she wakes up in a carriage and there's the ascended lord right there and he starts asking her questions she kind of plays dumb as like oh thank you for saving me thank you like i'm the maiden blah 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 and then he is like well let me bite you let me bite you i know who you are i know what you are And so she is able to, like, basically stab him and and kill him. And that's when Cass arrives because they, like, killed everything around her. So she gets healed up a bit uh, because she was, like, in really bad shape. And Cass shares his blood with her. Uh, So she is able to heal really quickly. And she wants to actually go out and help the injured that, like, fought and everything take their pain away. Um, And so they go outside and where she had blood like drip from her, um, she was kind of injured from like when she saved the little boy where that blood was is a full blood tree and like fully rooted. So basically what a blood tree is like it's a tree and the leaves are red like they look like blood. Uh, And so everyone's saying like the gods are watching like this is an omen and they're like we probably need to get out of here. So they leave for Spessa's end um, which is 
a town just outside of the Skotos Mountains. And the Skotos Mountains is what they have to go through to get to Atlantia. So they're like, let's go to Spessa's End um, in the morning. So as they get through there, they kind of get into a scuffle with the tribe and they make it to that place. So they plan on spending about like a week or so in Spessa's End, just kind of taking their time a little bit. The capital doesn't know that the Atlanteans took that city back. So there's a city before Spessa's End called Pompeii, and it was destroyed, demolished in the, the War of Two Kings. And from what the capital knows, that's what happened with Spessa's End as well. But really, the Atlanteans took it over and kind of built it up again. And so that's why they're there as well to help a little bit more with the citizens and um, and talk to the people there and how they're faring uh, because it, it's a big farming place that they wanted to really get the economy back going again. Uh, so while they're in Spess's end, there is a little woven that they meet and he actually breaks his leg um, in like this construction or whatever. And so he's in his woven form. And if he doesn't shift back, like his his legs are going to be completely disformed and he can't heal. But he's just in a lot of pain and she wants to take that pain away. So as she's doing that, she actually starts glowing and she's like, I don't know what's happening. And everyone else is like, I don't know what's happening either. And she actually heals him, like heals his legs completely. And they are all kind of like, uh, okay, well, um, an empath can't do that. So something is suspicious. I mean, not suspicious in a bad way, but they're like, we really don't know what you are. And so later that night, they actually have like, I, I think it's like a couple days in, but they actually have like a big argument, like her and Cass, like Poppy and Cass, and about like really how they don't know very much about each other and they don't really tell each other very much about each other. So they go through like a lot of different like history of each other and arguments and uh, just like kind of the big fight that they needed to have to really like get their feelings out. And uh, one of the woven knock on the door and he's like, the sky's on fire. Like, the sky's not on fire. So they go out to the rise because there's actually like the Spessa's end is in the rise. It's kind of the end of where the rise is. And remember, the rise is the wall that protects them from the craven. So it's like included in there. So they go up on the rise and it does look like the sky is on fire. So they send Delano and Dante, who are wolvens, they send them to go see what's happening. And only Delano makes it back. And he says, the ascended are here. There's about 800 soldiers that are coming and they'll be here uh, probably within the day. And so that's when Cass sends Alistair and Kiernan through the canyon, uh, like the Skotos Mountains, to go get reinforcements from the closest Atlantean city. And he really, really wants Poppy to go with them. But she's like, she convinces him otherwise and is like, I can fight. I'm really good at fighting. I'm not going to be a liability. Like, please let me stay here. And so he's like, okay like it was really hard to convince him so they also decide that they should get married that night um and she goes through like a lot of self-reflection she actually hadn't told him that she wants to marry him that night yet uh, but she does go through like a lot of self-reflection and realize that she does love him and he is the first thing that she ever really chose for herself and she had already suspected this ascended and if she really could be the maiden by that point um, before she like really got to know him and, and loved him. And she cho chose him because he made her feel like she was someone and not an object. The night that they first like made toast, she had already decided to leave the veil and wanted to find a way to be with him, even though she had no idea if that's what he wanted as well. And she tells him after she says like, hey, I do want to get married tonight. And he's like, okay, how are you feeling? Like, are, are you okay with what has happened? Like, tell me your thoughts. And she's like, you know what? Some things can't be forgotten or forgiven. Um, they still matter, but don't. Uh, and like what she feels for him had nothing to do what she did or didn't do. And um, But she's scared because she, like they could actually make huge changes for his people, but also the people of Solace. And 
He's he's extremely sweet to her. That's the thing throughout these books is he's very kind to her. He's very understanding, very patient, very sweet. Uh, he's just a very good male character that I enjoy learning about and seeing grow and them growing together. And he tells her like he doesn't deserve her heart. And so that night they have the ceremony and they go through the different customs and everything. And as they are going through these customs, uh, the day turns to night immediately, like immediately it does. And they're like, uh, okay, what's happening? And that's when I can't remember his name. It starts with a J, but it's Kiernan's dad. He's like the head of the Wolven. He's like the speaker of the Wolven. Um, and he is doing like the ceremony for them. Uh, he was at Spess's end. Um, and he's like, this is a good omen. Um, and we haven't seen this happen since the king and queen were married. Um, but it definitely wasn't like this. It definitely wasn't this dark. And he's like, yeah, this is a good omen. It's it's from the king of gods, Nyctos. Like even asleep, he approves of the union. So they're like, okay, this is really good. And so after the ceremony, of course, they like go back to the room and you can tell like what happens. Like they talk a lot. They go through different like ceremonial stuff. They get a little bit of sleep, but then they call get a call in the middle of the night or alarmed uh, that the ascended are there. And so she puts on a cloak, puts up the hood. That was the stipulation. Like she had to stay out of sight. And so she goes up to the rise and Cass is up there well, but as well, but he's a little bit farther from here as to not like cause suspicion. And so the soldiers are there and there are actually like human soldiers too. And there's knights there and there's like ascended. Um, and that's when a carriage rolls up and it's actually the Duchess Tierman. So she didn't know that he's the prince. So she's like, oh, hi, Hawk. And uh, or is that really what I call you? And he's like, no, you can call me Castile, the Prince of Atlantia. Uh, and she's like really taken aback and she's like you have something that belongs to us and Poppy's like I belong to no one so she didn't really stay out of sight for very long and that's when the Duchess is like oh Poppy like they're probably telling you all these lies like we can explain everything like your brother is so sick of worry like he is just so worried for you like come back with me like and Poppy's like no I don't belong with you I have learned the truth and the Duchess is like, well, you belong to the queen. Like, so did the first maiden, which we learned that the first maiden is actually real. Uh, we didn't think that there was a maiden in the first book, but we weren't sure. So she says, like, as did the first maiden and as did Poppy's mother. Uh, and Poppy was like, my mother was the queen's friend. Uh, and the Duchess says, like, she was so much more. She was the queen's daughter. So Poppy is the granddaughter, um, and that's why she's the maiden and the chosen. Uh, that's when Cass is like, well, the queen's ascended. Like, she can't have kids, so that can't be true. And that's when the Duchess was like, who said the queen was ascended? Uh, like, what? <sighs> what? What? Like, that just has so many questions going through. Like, is she really the queen's granddaughter? What does that mean? And is the queen actually ascended? Is she something else? I don't know. I, I literally don't know. Actually, I think I find out in the third book, but I honestly don't remember what it is. Uh, so I know that's, that's like a, a little um, teaser of what we might learn about in the third book. And that's what they say. Like, the queen like she was ascended like that's what the history books say and she's called herself ascended like that's what they say and uh so the duchess is like no like i i can't remember what she says but then she's like well i have some presents for you and she throws the heads like catapults the heads of the new haven people like the new haven people they were supposed to leave the day after Cass and their whole group left so that they could get to spessa's end and to atlantia but they were caught and killed. And it's actually like really, really sad. Um, so they're like super mad. And so Cass is like, all right, everyone, kill as many as you can. And the little and the fight starts. Poppy has her arrow. She's like trying to shoot as many as she can. She runs out. So she goes down, starts fighting them with her sword. She's like so badass, so cool. 
defending herself and it's in the middle when they're about to really be taken over like there's kind of no end um she actually holds the knife up to herself and she's like i'll do it i'll kill myself i will do this and so everyone around her like the bad guys they just kind of pause like uh okay what do we do uh and she feels a charge in her body um, and she instantly knows that reinforcements have arrived, like somehow she knows. And so that's when all the reinforcements from the Atlantean city come and there's so many woven, so many ascended, just, it's great. And they beat them. And that's when, uh, Poppy immediately heads over to the carriage cause it's still there. And the Duchess is still in there. So she runs, she opens the carriage, the Duchess tries to talk to her and freaking Poppy punches her right in the face. And she's like, don't talk. Um, and she's like, where's my brother? Like, is my brother okay? Is Castile's brother okay? Like, and the Duchess is like, yes, they're together. They're at the Capitol. And she's kind of like being weird about it. And then she looks down and sees that Poppy is married and she laughs. She's like, you know what? If I would have, if I had known that you were married, none of this would have been necessary. Like you were born of flesh and fire. Like, the queen will be so thrilled to learn what you've done that, like, she could never accomplish. And she's like, you seize the Atlantia, you seize Atlantia right out from under them, from under her. And that's when Poppy gets mad and she stabs her, which, yay, she's dead. And so later on that day, there she's, like, healing people. Um, and Cass comes up to her and he's like, hey, uh, Kiernan said, like, when the wolves showed up, Kiernan said that he could hear her calling him and the other wolves felt it too and she's like maybe that was the charge that I felt and then she tells him like when they were in New Haven uh, when she was being kept in a room kind of as a prisoner she was like internally screaming in her head and Delano comes in and he's like hey you were calling for me like are you in trouble like he heard her calling for him but she didn't uh, and so that's when they're like, I don't think with like these traits are not empath traits. Like maybe you're of two bloodlines. They're just really confused. And so they decide, OK, like she's going to help heal a couple more people and they're going to go to Atlanta the next day. Um, and Kiernan, Kiernan came back with like those reinforcements and everything. But Alistair stayed. So, of course, he probably could snitch to the king and queen. So they're like, we should probably leave to Atlanta the next day. So they get through the thick mist of the Skotos Mountains, which basically it's very thick because it's an alarm system. Um, if someone doesn't have good intent for Atlanteans or the city of Atlantia, the mist is magic. It knows. And so it gets them lost and confused, everything like that. So they get through the first thick mist and where it's like the first pass. And when they're able to see more, there's all these golden trees, kind of like the blood trees, but they're golden. And they're the trees of Eos, who's the goddess of love and fertility. And she's actually asleep on underground like under these trees from there they have to go through a second mist and this is where they split up in groups of three because the mist is really strong and a lot of magic and kind of messes with people's heads uh, and does like strange things so they keep it as simple as they can they don't wander they just go straight on the path so that night as they're sleeping uh, her dreams start to get weird and she like hears her name so it takes her back to the night of her parents death which is this is when we learn more about the parents death um, so she was a very little girl and her dad actually finds her hiding and um, he's like, oh, what are you doing? And then she hears a voice of someone saying like, oh, is this her? And her dad says like, this is my daughter. She doesn't know. And the voice says, understood. And that's when uh, the dad calls for her mom and her mom appears and says like, do you trust him? And he says, I do. He's going to lead us to safety. And um, to Poppy, like, uh, her dad says, stay with your mother, I'll be back soon. But she remembers like he was not back soon. And um, that's when her mom immediately was like, tells her to hide and to not watch. Um, and so she kind of pushes Poppy into this like cupboard. And she hears her mom say like, how could you? And in this dream, uh, Poppy comes out and she sees this hooded figure 
Um, which we know like that's where she gets like bitten by the craven and she kind of passes out and then she like gets to the capital and but she's starting to remember these other figments and so she sees this hooded figure's face and she's able to walk in her dream towards this person and she she's so close to seeing who this person is and she like kind of in the middle of like dreaming but also awake she hears the mist whispering like stop 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 and then a voice yells like poppy no farther what you seek is not to be found here stop and that's when poppy wakes up completely and there's this woman in gold uh she appears and she says go home take what is yours and you will find what you seek there the truth go home and that's when like the woman disappears and that's when uh castile comes and grabs her and he's freaking out because they are then able to see like she was about to walk off a cliff um and so they walk back towards where they were camping and sleeping for that night when there's a huge rumble of the earth and they make it back to kiernan and kiernan was like that was a god returning to their place of rest and so they talk about it a little more about what happened and they say like and Cass tells her, like, a god woke from hundreds of years of sleep to protect you. That's not something that happens. And so they're kind of, like, shocked. Um, so they make it through the mist. And then the whole group that they had, like, because there was, there was a lot of them that were going to Atlantia, they meet up at this certain rock. And they say, like, oh, yeah, we all had, like, weird dreams. But they don't tell anyone, like, what happened. So they made it to Atlantia. Uh, they make it a little bit farther in um, when Alistair meets them and he asks like, oh, you guys did it like you they made it in time. Everything's good. Kind of talk to him. And then he reaches for Cass and he's like, hey, I need to talk to you in private. Like this is regarding the kingdom. And Cass is like, well, this is my wife. Like we got married. Like she can hear this stuff. And Alistair is kind of a jerk about it. And he's like, she's not part of the crown yet. Like she can't be in this conversation um, and do you remember that little Wolven that had his legs broken? Um, he's like completely healed and everything. He like went with them to Atlantia and he comes up and he's like, hey, I can show her the chamber of Nyctos. Like I know she wanted to really see this. And so she's like, yeah, yeah, I agree. So Cass is like, okay, yes, you can go there. So it's just Beckett and her and they walk to these chambers and it's just a very, I want to say it's a very beautiful place. There wasn't a ton of description, but I just imagine like ancient Greece, like those types of structures. And so she goes in this like temple-ish thing. I I don't know. In my head it is kind of like, um, like a, a Roman temple. Um, so it's very beautiful, very beautiful views. And so she is asking Becca a question at one point and she turns because he didn't answer and he's gone. So she's like, uh, okay. So she like, hears something. She, she, so she hears something. She turns around and there's like this row of people and they are just looking at her with so much anger and they're kind of dressed as like priests and priestesses and they have these daggers and she can just feel their anger and they say like really mean things to her that she's like tainting the land she shouldn't be there as the maiden they call her a soul eater they're just very very mean so she like tries to defend herself like I'm sorry if I wasn't given permission to stand on these lands like I, I apologize like just kind of like trying to help and they throw a rock at her and she's like really a rock and that's when they all start throwing rocks at her and she's like getting hurt like these are freaking rocks so she's getting angry and all of a sudden like this lightning streaks the sky there's thunder and it starts to storm and just kind of like a lot of like energy and um and she looks down because she's bleeding and so she sees her blood drop but then there's a lot of drops around her and she looks up and the skies are literally bleeding that's when these people are like, these are the tears of an angry God. Like it's an omen. They're showing us that they know what must be done and what we face. And so they think that it's a good omen. And so she, of course, is getting really, really angry. And there's like a hum in her blood. Like she's able to see these like connections with these people, just like just so much anger, anger. And like she is lighting up like she's glowing and they like cry and they're like her eyes like her eyes were glowing like her body like moonlight glowing out of her there's like a ton of thunder and it's just shaking 
Uh, and she just gets so mad and they see this and, and that's when they realize and they're like, oh my gosh, forgive us, forgive us. And she just, she's so pissed. She just lets go. She like throws out her arms and basically, I don't know if she like electrocutes them, but just pushes so much power out that they die like where they are instantly, like twisted, contorted, like they just, they die, all of them. And so she is really upset and like the temple shudders and the stone is cracking and then there's like a shadow that comes up behind her and it's a blood tree and it was rooted where her blood had first fallen. Crazy, right? Okay. And she's like, "Uh, I don't know what's happening. Like I was just so angry. I'm not in my right mind. And that's when a ton of wolven show up. They're, they're in their form, their wolf form, and they show up and they just start circling her. And she's like, okay, I don't know if this is good or bad. But then Cass shows up and he like tries to run to her, but these wolven turn as if defending her. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, like I am an ally. This is okay. And so he actually gets down on one niche and, and putting his swords down, just showing the wolven like, I come in peace, basically. Like, I mean her no harm. And the king and queen then show up, like, behind Cass. And the queen says, like, impossible. And she turns to Cass and was like, what have you done? What have you brought back? And everyone starts to bow. Even though, like, the king and queen, uh, they bow. They just know, like, the woven bow after Cass bows. And the queen actually takes off her crown and says, Bow before the last descendant of the most ancient ones, she who carries the blood of the king of the gods within her. Bow before your new queen. I mean, what? That's the end of the book. Literally, that's the end of the book. That's the cliffhanger we are given. I had to wait so long to get the third book after this, but literally you guys will only have to wait a couple days because I'm going to try and do the next episode actually on Tuesday. Oh my gosh, are you freaking out? She's the last descendant of the freaking king of gods. What? We had no idea. We had no idea. Does the queen know? Who knows? Who knows that she's the last descendant? Probably the queen knows. Like, she's her granddaughter. Maybe that's why, like, she's trying so hard to get her back. Like, these are for real questions, guys. I really don't remember what happens very much, like, in the third book. And so these are for real questions. Like, what is happening? What is happening? Like, is she, she's the new queen of Atlantia? She just barely got there. She is a princess. Like, is she a queen now? Like, I literally... I'm dying. I'm so excited to read the third book so I can remember. And I'm excited to tell you guys about the third book. For real. For real. This is, it gets me. And it's going to become more intense in the third book. And then the fourth book, which I still haven't read yet. But I am reading it with you guys. I'm going along. And so we will find out at the same time. I'm so freaking stoked. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope that your mind was blown. And let's just keep going. Let's just keep going to the best series ever. Ever. Actually, probably not ever. But I I mean, one of the best that I've ever read. Anyways, grateful for you guys. And I will talk to you in a couple days for the next episode. Bye. Bye.